0: Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond
1: has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32.
0: There are six
2: flags
3: on the field.
1: Monday, September 4. Well, actually, maybe Tuesday, September 5. I don't know. It's, it's whenever this comes out, it's either Labor Day or I guess it would be first day of school or first day of Adam's office job. So let's give it up for Adam going to the office on his first day. That's a better message Ooh. to send. Yes, Adam, let's go. How are you feeling?
2: I'm excited.
3: Really? <laughs> I'm super excited.
1: It really came across in that statement.
3: So here's the debate, though, that I always, went, I always go back and forth on is if you're in an office like do you just kind of clock in clock out enjoy your life and get and get your paycheck collect your check or are you or, or do you think there's like you should be one of those guys who like goes above and beyond and like is coming up with new ideas and like new plans and new products and stuff like that
2: well we do have someone here who's been working in an office and cool. I mean his company was uh you know getting rid of some people and he's still there so maybe he went above and beyond
3: um, I mean can you break us down keep on the to acquisition the merger for us
0: and sort of the implications there. Um, well, you kind of wake up one day because it was it was rumored it was gonna happen because they announced it but it's got to go through like a lot of like government approvals and regulations right So kind of just wake up one day and you hear that the merger is finally official and then you kind of wonder okay, what happens next with my job and then in the next couple months next couple weeks rather nothing really changes. It's kind of still business as usual. And then the layoffs just kind of come fast. It's it's really like a it's a, it really hits you fast. It doesn't come right away, but when it when it hits, it's it's like instant within like a, a week or two. So yeah, nobody clipped that. But, yeah. So but do you think they kept you because you were one of the guys no. who like, <laughs> no, they, extra harder? Or... No. So like the thing with these mergers is it's like unless they're targeting specific teams. So obviously, like supply chain is very critical to you know, business operations. So they're not just gonna go to the supply chain team and start cutting people like some other teams, you know, unless they're, unless they're targeting you, they're going to go to those teams. But what they're looking at most are like these big VPs. Cause when two companies merge together, you don't need two VPs of finance, two VPs supply chains. You know what I mean? Two VPs of sales. You don't need two of them. So they start looking at those big guys and getting rid of them first, offering them a nice compensation and say, thank you for your service and go somewhere else. Right. So unless they're, tar- unless they're targeting your specific team, like the, the little guys, like you're pretty much safe.
1: You only need one at every big position. Like you don't need Dak exactly. Prescott and Trey Lance. Like you don't, that's just something exactly. the teams wouldn't do. Unless. Unless. Unless they got plans. Unless. <laughs> unless. I mean, I wouldn't
2: consider Trey Lance one of the bigger guys. I'd, I'd, consider, him, <laughs> I'd consider him a little
0: guy personally.
1: <laughs> Maybe he so. is a little bit more on the micro little, scale.
0: Little guy at a, at a pretty big position, so. <laughs> yeah. i'd say
3: big company too
2: i'd big say company. you don't need a mike McCarthy and a kellen moore that's what you don't need you only need one of them
1: hmm. well i would say that if you did only need one of them that maybe you made the wrong choice between you, the two that yeah, would be the wrong choice yeah, yeah. that would just <laughs> be my opinion but if you couldn't tell amir is a dallas cowboys fan so is adam we're talking NFC East today. Let's start with the mirror first. Your over/under, I'll just give it to you right away. Is ten and a half? There is.
2: Oh, you're using the you're using the alternate line.
1: Well, we could say nine and a half, but it's like minus one eighty on the over or something. So this is just a better line for me. I know more people take the under on ten and a half, but that's fine. There is, you know, this is a every year thing. Dallas Cowboys, is this the year Super Bowl? I'm gonna. Uh, my answer is always no. But let's go to you and let's see where your head's at heading into this season.
0: I am optimistic, right? So delusional Cowboys fan right here. Like it is, it is our season. I don't necessarily think we got weaker in the off season by any means. Dak isn't going to be throwing as many interceptions as he did last year. C is going to continue to make leaps, and we got got good at wide receivers. All got Brandon Cooks, and it's important to kind of note with Brandon Cooks, you know, everywhere he goes, I think he's a 1,000 plus yard receiver every single year with trash quarterbacks, obviously minus you know his Saints days and whatever. But so I think he's pretty solid. So I think all around our offense is still gonna still gonna strive, and our defense isn't exactly to mess around with. So I'm very optimistic on the season, but. Take that as you will, as a delusional Cowboys fan. So, why are you a Cowboys fan? Why? Um, well, I always I started watching football maybe like four years ago. So I'd always kind of just watch like first take because I was watching basketball. So I'd watch first take and I obviously Stephen A. Smith with the Cowboys and stuff, right? So, and I knew Adam was a Cowboys fan, so I'd clown him on it all the time. But it just kind of happened where I just like clown on the Cowboys so much that when I actually got into football, the only team I knew anything about were the Cowboys. So there you go. <laughs> hater hater became one of the biggest but, but, fans. Exactly. I was a hater before I even started watching the sport. And now it's just like, okay, well, now I want to get into this. The only team I know anything about is the Cowboys. So let's, let's, let's ride. I think
2: Alex kind of took that road with Joe Burrow. Like he started hating Joe Burrow so much and watching all his clips and stuff that he kind of started liking him, which so that just kind of happens.
1: I'm I don't know if now's the right time, but I'm making that same slide. I'm considering joining Team <laughs> Joe this season. It's it's in consideration. That's all I'm gonna say. It's just a possibility. I've seen one too many clips. But Adam, you go ahead for your Cowboys outlook. Obviously, you're a fan too. People know that.
2: During this show last year, I was not the most optimistic Cowboys fan. I mean, I took the over, but I didn't pick them for the Super Bowl. I thought they were gonna struggle in the playoffs again because they had some clear holes on their team that weren't addressed by the uh, GM, by the drafting. And uh, I was not very optimistic. You can say what you want about in the playoffs. And I mean, I guess that's what it, what's important for the discussion today, but we're, we're taking the over. under, And this is a, a great regular season team. And um, they've only gone better. They addressed the biggest points of concern, which was uh, receiver depth. Got Brandon Cooks in. Defense, they couldn't stop the run. Drafted big Mozzie in the first round. And uh, this is probably the best defense in the league going into this year. And it got better. They added Stephon Gilmore. They added Mozzie Smith. So number one defense for sure. And the offense is a top 10 offense. And they added to it. So I think uh, the only... Like if you're going to make the argument against the Cowboys, I guess like... Point number one is it's the Cowboys. Point number two is Mike McCarthy's call in place, which I'm not the happiest guy about, but I guess I guess you just have to, you know, mix it up and see if it works. Cause we had Kellen Moore for like five years, didn't work out. So now we're gonna try Mike and we'll see. He I mean, if he can't do it now, he's never gonna do it. That's my take. This is this is probably the best I've seen the Cowboys since like 2016, I'd say.
1: In my opinion, you can't say Moore didn't work out. Like he took Dak to a pretty high level that he wasn't at before. The red zone offense was the best in the league with Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy, to me, Mm -hmm. taking over the play calling is like a huge red flag. I know his exact quote was something like, Kellen wants to light up the scoreboard and I want to run the ball so I can rest my defense. Like if I hear that, that's got to be a big red flag. And I know he had a lot of problems calling plays for Green Bay near the end of his tenure That would be my biggest concern for you because it's, you know, you have all this talent on offense, but the coach wants to run the ball and, you know, running the ball on early downs creates more situations where Dak is pressing on later downs and he threw over half his interceptions on third downs last year. So for me, that would be my biggest concern. If you're looking to limit Dak's interceptions, then it would be more of a pass attack that would do the trick for me, personally.
2: Well, it's... it's a concern but i mean you can't really have it both ways like you can't say oh the cowboys are this team that now get it done in the playoffs dak the offense seems to choke in the playoffs this and that and then say well i actually think kellen moore was working like you you can't say he was working but also the team can't get it done in the playoffs like something has to be not working and i mean i think this is like a pretty big thing that you can change and uh still have success i mean i I, I don't think you can say the team is failing, but also that the OC was working. You have to kind of pick one one side of the fence. And I know you're a Cowboys hater, so
1: is it possible that the OC was working, but the head coach wasn't working?
2: But the head coach wasn't doing much. Like I don't think he had anything to do with Dak throwing picks or the receivers like dropping that has nothing to do with the head. He had no responsibility last year, and now he's picking some up.
1: I would be concerned about that. Is, is my take
2: if we had a different like play caller i would like probably take a mortgage out and bet it on cowboys winning the super bowl i'm like <laughs> i'm not even kidding this team has so much talent like it's oh, it's unbelievable insane. that everything is like on mike mccarthy's plate well
3: i think that's a little crazy i mean their defense is good i wouldn't i don't know if i would say best in the league maybe you know top 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 five i would concede that wow um My issues, again, are just with the offense and specifically Dak Prescott. I don't think he's a good enough decision maker. And I don't know how much of that – I mean, you can pin some of that, certainly on play calling and coaching and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I mean, Dak, he makes questionable decisions when he needs to make good decisions, and he makes them more in the playoffs, it seems like. And uh, I don't think that's a recipe uh, to be super successful. Now, do I think they will win a lot of games in the regular season? I think they're too talented not to. Um, would I take a mortgage out for them to win the Super Bowl? Uh,
2: no, I would not do that. Me neither. For the record, <laughs> You're just say like, if Mike McCarthy weren't calling I'd, plays, uh, if we had like uh, Brian Dable or yeah. something, I would.
1: But yeah, have Mike. That's a fair take. I just I find it very concerning that you were the 25th, like you you passed 25th most in the league last year, and the first thing he said was, "I want to run the ball more." It's like, well. Yeah, How I'm not sure what to that run meant the ball. To,
2: uh, yeah, I I don't know what's going on in that guy's head, but I <laughs> I mean hopefully it works out on field. That, you know, that's all I got to say.
1: Amir out of um I know you lost three offensive starters, Connor McGovern, Dalton Schultz and Zeke if you want to call Zeke a starter. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> my question to you would be Tony Pollard is a hot topic this year because if he plays at the pace that he was playing the last few seasons and with the increased snaps, you could make an argument he's the gonna be the number one finishing fantasy running back. But do you think there's yeah. there's anything to Zeke was taking a little bit off his plate that he had more chances to flourish because Zeke was there? Or do you see him stepping in and producing at the same pace, which might be hard to do?
0: I think it will be hard for him to do. Like Pollard's really talented, however, I did I do believe Zeke was taking a lot off his plate. You know, Zeke was kind of the well he was kind of the workhorse back then and you know pollard was the rb2 for that team so i do think it's going to be a lot for tony Pollard to just step in and fully take over like a full workhorse workload which i don't think is going to be the case i think it will be you know deuce Vaughn's going to kind of step oh in there and God. do his things <laughs> so i mean like yeah i do think tony pollard has the the opportunity to be like a fantasy one not running back however it is going to be some tough shoes for him to fill. I think he did have it a lot easier with Zeke taking a lot of a decent amount of the load off of him. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, I think Pollard is, is solid. I really like him, but yeah, Zeke was, was very beneficial for him in the last couple of years. I I just got to say
2: for the dues of on hype, like, I don't think the Cowboys are going to first down run the ball Tony Pollard, and then they're going to go, oh, let's mix up the pace. Let's put let's put in five six like one seventy pound Deuce Vaughn to like give us a different style. I don't think that's going to happen. Really? I, I hate to say it. I think Deuce Vaughn is there in case Pollard gets like injured or something. Like mm-hmm. he's the he's the same type of player as Pollard, except he's like worse. Wow. Well. Adam was, uh, prior to this, he was on the
3: record saying he didn't think Deuce Vaughn would make the team. So it sounds like Deuce Vaughn has has proven Adam wrong the
2: whole way through. He didn't make the team, but he's like our fourth option at running back. So, I mean, congrats, I guess. That's all I'll say.
1: Yeah, that's all I'll say. I'm actually going to draft him tomorrow in our league, Adam. So (laughs) Please do. I'll be starting him against you, too. So just be on the lookout for some deuce on my squad. Um,
2: and I'll be starting Rojo once he comes off suspension.
1: Oh, good. Ronald well. Jones. I forgot about that. <laughs> he,
2: he, I forgot about that. He's got a long proven track record.
3: Of, Rojo.
1: A lot of success. He did have that 99-yard nine yeah. run that one time, though. That was unbelievable. Well, he's
2: like, he's the Zeke replacement. He's just the fat guy that comes in and gets those two yards and then opens it up for Pollard.
1: Well... I'm sure that Ronald Jones will be a smashing success with the Cowboys. Um, I think you did say the defense thing. Uh, Keeping Dan Quinn is pretty big deal. I would say, I know he did second year in a row doing a big round of coaching interviews. Um, So already a pretty talented defense, like you say, and everything I read. And again, this kind of falls in like the Bobby Wagner zone, but everything I read says Stefan Gilmore was at an elite level last year. Um, again that could just be fake news and I could be getting duped I have no idea I'm not grinding the tape but it seems like you had that guy beside Diggs and he's in pretty good form still that that's a can't be understated
2: yeah. and it, it's not even like you need to add him like this was the best pass defense in the league last season so it's not like MVP Stefan Gilmore to be like a successful pass defense he just needs to be good which I think he is so
1: we've we've done our best to avoid the Dak conversation because it comes up every time with this team. But my question to you would be if, and probably when, you know, you lose in the divisional game, where are we going to stand with him? And where does Trey Lance fit into this whole equation for you? Because you weren't on this show to break that down. I want to start with Amir and then let's go to you on that one.
0: The thing with Dak is I'm pretty sure he's up for a contract extension next year. The Cowboys got a whole lot of people to pay. um, Lamb. Um, why am I missing his name? Micah Parsons. So they got a whole lot of people to start paying next year. So I think if they do come up short this year, I do think Dak is uh, his his position's in jeopardy. You know, they might they might try out Trey Lance. Who knows? But I don't think Dak is at all safe if they come up short. Let's say losing the divisional round.
2: I don't think if Kirk Cousins lost in the playoffs this year, people would be asking the Vikings to find a replacement for Kirk Cousins. I just I, I don't understand the narrative behind Dak. If you look at his numbers, if you look at like what he actually does in the playoffs, he's not as bad as like people say he's actually like one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the league since he joined the league. This is kind of all a narrative because he's a cowboy I, I don't think Trey Lance is any part of the equation. I don't understand why uh he was brought in. I think he's just a good backup. Maybe they develop him in five years into the future. He might be better if Dak kind of actually Like, goes downhill for five more years, then sure, they can bring in Tripp. I think he's going to get his contract extended, and I don't see him leaving this team anytime soon.
1: But the thing is, you got to, like, like you said, you've changed offensive coordinator. But if you come short again, and this is a really talented roster, and you say Mm -hmm. his numbers say he's not that bad in the playoffs, at a certain point, I just don't care about the numbers anymore, and the success has to be there. Which is where we're getting close to with him. I still think he's capable, but I don't like his chances to win a Super Bowl. That's why I just I, I don't even consider that you could do that, even though you have the roster to do it. At a certain point, he's got to just I, do it.
2: I wouldn't really say we're close to there, uh, but I understand the argument. Like I, I personally, I would want to see regression from last year, and like if I see that for another two years or something, then I'm willing to have that conversation. But it seems to me that last year was just like kind of like a blimp in his progress and um, he's like, he's good every year. And then he has that year last year, which is like probably below average. And if it go if it gets worse this year, then I can understand, but I just don't see that actually happening. But yeah, if it keeps going down, then I can have the conversation with you in a couple of years.
0: I'll agree with Adam. I don't think Dak is going to regress further. I think if it does regress, then I can definitely see them kind of turning to Trey Lance and, going from there but i have full faith in dak i like dak prescott but yeah we'll see what kind of happens with the the quarterback room in dallas if they do fall up short or fall short next year let's say divisional round exit again i i think dak it, like kind of is what he is at this point i mean he's in the league for like eight years
3: or seven years whatever it is um and he's i mean he throws he's a very talented quarterback that uh, makes questionable decisions at, at it's sort of in really inconvenient times for his team. And I think you can live with that when you have a really talented team. Um, But I think it caps your ceiling because you need somebody like, somebody that can make really, really, really effective decisions in really important situations. I guy, so I do have questions about Dak. They should bench him? No, I don't. I don't think that. I think he's probably better than Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is really, really bad. Yeah, um, but I certainly have questions. I'm not. I'm not on the Dak had one bad season. He's been an elite quarterback his uh, career.
2: Okay, well, if anyone is going to listen to Owen's stats, I just want you to look up the numbers and read them yourself. Just <laughs> before you listen to Owen's stats, I can 20, read them off now if you want. <laughs> 2021 was the best completion percentage of his career, best pass for the rating of his career, most touchdowns, most uh, second, most QBR yards of his career. career. No,
3: it's not. TBRs. It is,
2: yeah. Anyways, you can look at the numbers however you want.
3: I, I, I'm not saying it was uh, 2021 was the same as 2022, but I don't think my, – my point is just that I don't think 2022 was some you know huge blip in his career. I think certainly it was a, a down year for him, but I think he's been – it's within the realm of, of what he's been doing. Well, if That's anyone
2: believes – just look at the number yourself. And anybody – yeah, if you can look at the numbers. Yeah, go look at them yourself.
3: yeah.
1: Well, 10 and a half, your schedule is about mid-pack and difficulty. Uh, it is harder than last year. You had a pretty easy one last year, so that's maybe something to note. You've also gone 10 and 5 in one-score games each of the last two years, so maybe, I don't know, that seems like it could come back down, but you know, you never know with these things. It's become a bit of a pattern. So I guess, Amir, you go first, 10 and a half.
0: I just say this is an easy over for me uh you see a mid-pack schedule they are a regular season team they're gonna dominate um they'll fight for the eagles for the number one spot in the nfc east i think it's an easy over
1: respect can
0: i drop two stats that i haven't yet no
2: repeat winner in the nfc east we've all heard this for the last 20 Mm -hmm. years uh just gonna throw that out there okay real stat uh teams with the most wins the past two years number one the chiefs number two the cowboys Yeah. I'm taking the over. Yeah, it's an easy over. Every team in this division got worse. We got better.
0: Uh, I don't know about got worse, but...
2: (laughs) They got worse.
1: It's the Cowboys, so I'm an easy under. Just, I don't need any other reason. But I do, I I think you have a good team. I just, it's an easy under. Uh, Owen, where are you at?
3: I'll take the over. I'll take
1: the over. Respect. And I think this is a unanimous... I don't think there would be any objections to where they would go in the helmets, but Amir, if you want to throw out the word so we can get your nomination. Jeez. No, don't say it. Back. Don't say the E word. I can't they're, tell if you're being serious, Phil.
0: They're elite. They're 100% elite. No. We were like, we were no. Saying, Are they not? A, they saying at the top of the show that they've got. Who,
2: who can win the NFC? Yeah. There's the Cowboys. There's the 49ers and
1: there's the Eagles. No. They're elite. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott are not winning the NFC.
2: The best defense and best defensive player in the league is elite. Yeah.
3: Like, do you think, do, uh, to me, elite, like we've talked about this before, but elite is like, these are the teams that will win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I don't think Dallas is in that conversation with all due respect to the defense. So, they refresh my memory, what's below elite then? Just good. Content, good, just good. Good zone. And the good I mean I could see them making a championship game and then getting blown no, out I don't think the
2: Cowboys are just I'm good just how can you how can you put them at over 10 and a half wins and say they're not elite like it, over 10 and a half wins reason. is it an elite team 11 wins is an elite team
1: you you can't I, I would disagree I you can't say to me that the Cowboys are on the same level as of chances as winning a Super Bowl as Kansas City Cincinnati and San Francisco you just that's just wrong. I can tell you that the
2: Cowboys are the same level of, of team as the 49ers and the Eagles.
3: Oh, brother! Oh my uh, god! We, we've said this before as well. That the the point of these rankings isn't to just say it's the best record. Who we think is going to finish? I'm with not. The best I'm record. saying they're
2: the same. They're in the same. Here as the Eagles and the 49ers but I'm saying you could win eleven games and you could be frisky. Like the, yeah,
3: that yeah. doesn't do I it agree.
2: enough from this team, and we've seen
3: what? this. I know our group together. That is years. such a I joke. Mean, I know San Francisco's put them had camp their camp. number for years. I know
0: last year you guys had the Cowboys kind of in the elite level the entire year until it so. the, until they and lost in the playoffs. Until they lost in the playoffs, but like I know, like yeah, so. Honestly, last year I would drop them down a little bit because I think I thought they were pretenders. They weren't they're were just kind of beating up on bad teams the whole season. They weren't really that good. They just had a high win. Uh, they just had a good record. No, like, well, it's it okay, it's okay. Well, we can, then, we hold can on, I'm on saying day. just from I, last year, but now you're saying this goes against Adam's narrative here. Well, I'm just saying like, <laughs> compare, I agree with you. Compare, Do you. I agree with you. No, here. The, but comparing I don't to, think Stefan Gilmore makes that big of a no, difference. Comparing to last year, that's it's not just Stefan Gilmore, but saying comparing that to last year, you had him an elite the whole time. Surely you guys have to have him elite now as well. I would say I learned, it's like a kid touching the hot stove and he learns his lesson. Like no, i played fire. fire. I know this team isn't. They don't have that dog. Listen, don't pretend like yeah, don't pretend like you learned your lesson last year. You guys, you guys were all delusional of cowboys last year. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be, having them in elite throughout the entire season was was crazy, but surely this season they have to be there. They have to start there,
1: surely. No, you you can't say they Mike McCarthy is the coach. To me. If I'm talking about the elite zone, I need no questions asked. They can win the Super Bowl. Dallas, I have a lot of questions. Well, two. You know what they are. That's why, to me, they're not on that level.
0: If we're defining elite like that, like no question marks at all, then, you know, maybe, yeah. But, like, uh, I just don't, I don't like the next level under it just being good. They're just, they're better than that. Amir, you
3: think they're at the same level as far if you were to put odds on it if you're vegas and you're to put super bowl odds you would say they're within they're in the same level or, or at least very very uh like almost identical to san francisco and
2: uh philadelphia i'll say yeah i think they're better i think they're than better than san francisco so i thought you were gonna say kc wow. first i was like okay kc i yeah, definitely have the X, i don't understand but... what san francisco has that the cowboys don't, don't.
3: the yeah, best the coach in the league. League. better built. coach
2: much better coach. Worst
1: quarterback,
3: worse defense.
2: Yeah,
3: I don't even know if they have that much of a worse quarterback, to be honest. Whoa. At least from what we've seen from Brock Birdie, this is not uh, like a worst quarterback to me.
1: Well, the thing is the good zone is not like, like you can be the best in the good zone. Like, I don't think it's like a diss. You know what I'm saying? It just
0: doesn't sound right. It just doesn't sound right. But <laughs> like, like you were saying earlier, it's like, oh, if you need to be elite, you need have like no question marks and i agree there's definitely a question mark with mike mccarthy calling plays but good just doesn't sound right i like i like the fight
3: from the guest i want to say that yes that, okay. that's kind of kind of convincing me a little i think well
2: yeah put him in the it's same okay. we can put them with the lions jets oh, Chargers, we yeah, Jaguars. We go, yeah, yeah. Crazy.
0: well so.
1: we're gonna we're gonna fix that at the end but okay all right so there's wh- got to
0: be some sort of ranking, though they have to be like number one good and Lions I gotta don't be see like number five and them. good, right? This is it gonna sound
3: absurd? I don't think they're that much worse than the Jets are on paper.
1: Well, um, yeah, well, I disagree with that, but I would say that <laughs> the good zone is a more accurate reflection of where I believe the Cowboys are. But that's my opinion. Adam, you want elite? Owen, what do you want? Okay. Amir, what is your what's your final call? <laughs> yeah, I gotta be elite. All right. I know your criterias.
0: Like, but I don't know. They have to be elite.
1: Why don't we just put them between them? They get their own zone.
0: No, no, we can't do that. Cowboy zone.
2: <laughs> we need to, someone needs to ask Alex.
1: We'll Let me text him. We'll get an answer by the end of the show. How about that? Okay. That's a goal. All right. Thank you, Amir. I'm sure it's not the last time you'll be back because, you know, it's always we always need more Cowboys fans to, you know, make Adam, yeah, Adam, make Adam feel at home. He can't be
0: defending him, getting attacked the whole time. So he needs some backup.
1: Respect. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me, yeah. Can, can we get a moment a to – It was a great appearance. Can we get a moment to thank Adam for his last-minute booking skills because he's been killing the booking the whole summer, so respect – And uh, let's talk about the commanders because I want to address this head on. FJ has a cold and has airballed this appearance. Now, I see this as kind of a like like an Adam Silver, Donald Sterling type moment here where we could make a statement and we could ban FJ for life from the podcast for airballing this appearance. I don't I don't want to say that that's conclusive, but I certainly don't think it reflects well on the Commanders this season. Let's just say that. But
2: and I, I do have to say this is probably the worst airball in the history of the show because he has been hyping up his own appearance in every group chat that I'm in for probably the past six months. Um, I told him <laughs> what the date would be probably a month ago for this show because we knew we were going to do the NFC lot. So I told him the exact day we're going to do it. And then he made us delay the week of to the Monday record instead of the Sunday night record to fit with the schedule. And then he's suddenly sick. So I'd say this is probably the worst airball in the history of the show. And I'm taking the under on the commanders. I don't care about the stats or the numbers. I just want to have that out there.
1: <laughs> oh, and maybe you could step in and slide a defense if that's what you want to do.
3: I can't even say I'm mad. I'm just disappointed. I mean, this has been Me a too. month, months in the making honestly, probably longer. Like it's been years, long time. And, you know, we bent over backwards to, to make this happen. And, and, you know, he just kind of just cut up short. So, you know, I, prayers to him, I guess I'm sure, you know, he wouldn't skip it unless he had something really, really dire and, and and severe going on. So, um, you know, pray for him and for his health and (laughs) I hope he gets to the other side of whatever he's going through. Um, because yeah, I know he wouldn't miss it unless it was for a really good reason. So
1: yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ban him. But like I said, it was considered. It was it was definitely at least on the menu of things that could have happened to FJ today. So hopefully, yeah. you know, maybe there's a time in the future where he can come on and talk about the commanders. But for today, um, they're over under six and a half. I'll be honest. When you say just Sam Howell, Ron Rivera, that's not really doing it for me. I don't really think that that's going to be a clicking unit offensively. They were already 32nd in offense last year. They did finish somehow, and I, I must have blacked out because somehow they went 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. I just remember that they had Wentz and Heineke, and I mean, they've switched quarterbacks every year for the last five seasons, so it's not... That's surprising that I couldn't put this one to memory, but I guess the big thing that happened with them is Eric B is now the offensive coordinator, which is uh, an interesting addition. It's certainly, he has his work cut out for him. I guess, where do you stand on him going there on? Because it seems like he needs to prove something, but at the same time, this is a pretty uh, steep hill. He's got to climb.
3: It's like when you're at a job and you just, you've kind of, you're doing a great job, but it's like, there's just no path for you to, to sort of advance you know, you're kind of stalled out. So you got to go somewhere else, even if it's like to take a sort of different role, just so you have the chance of getting to where you eventually want to go to. And so, I, I mean, I think he did what he needed to do. Um, and I think it's good. I like, guess it's a good situation for him because he's working with a young quarterback. Like it's like he's going in there and working with Aaron Rodgers or something like he's working with somebody that's, he can kind of mold. Um, and it's not as if they don't have weapons either. I mean, I, I've, I, like Terry McLaurin maybe more than most people do. <laughs> and I like Johan Dotson um so I, I like the team and it seems as though people are happy with sort of what he's drawn up so far it looks like he's doing a good job and i think they the other thing that makes this a good situation besides the youth is that i think they needed some help like i i think when you look at terry mclaurin i think he's like a, he's all the talent in the world from the, from like the position but whether it's scheming or just the quarterbacks that he's had, he hasn't been put in a position to be really productive. Like I, they used him a lot as a decoy and stuff like that. That's why Dotson was better in some in, in, in games last year. So I think it's good. I think people like the enemy. I think he, he's probably going to help this team a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And I think you also get a huge boost from the ownership change too. Like I, I know they sold out their – First game of the season against the Cardinals. Which uh, stay tuned for that barn burner. But um, there is a lot of positive energy surrounding the Commanders this year, which is an interesting thing. Their defense was pretty good last season, but you know this is an offense that ran the ball more than anybody. So they passed the ball least the uh, passed the ball the least amount out of anybody. In Kansas City, obviously passed the most out of anybody. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he does to shape this team. Do. I think it can turn around in one season. No, I wouldn't think so. I don't, I would feel a little bit better if they had better running backs too. Like I know Adam's a long time Antonio Gibson Hive member, but to me looking at the Gibson Robinson duo is just a tough sell again. But Adam, where do you stand on, I guess this offense moving into this season and how much of a threat do you think they are to take any games off this division? Cause they are the worst team in this division pretty clearly.
2: Uh, no, I'm, I'm out on Gibson this year. Um, unfortunately I, I was a long member of, uh, like you finish your fantasy draft, you look at your team and you have Antonio Gibson and you kind of wonder where you went wrong. And I'm avoiding that at all costs this year. (laughs) Um, in terms of like how I envision this team, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I came into the show today expecting to take four overs in this division. Um, and just the FJ non no-show and the fact that I have three, potentially three other overs in this division, it's just like, it's scaring me with this team. And when you mention Ron Rivera and Sam Howell, it's just, I can get excited about the under more than the over, especially like. I'm pretty sure Biennemi was like getting in arguments with Ron Rivera, like on the first week of training camp, and there was that like confusing media appearance where he's like, "Yeah, it, the vibes there just aren't good." And I, I think Rivera's kind of on a short leash, or at least I hope he is.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he'd be a good bet for first coach fired. He hasn't turned in a winning season since 2017. So, I, I mean. He's got to be on the shortlist. And like you said, the enemy's going to be breathing down his neck to take that job if it, if it comes available. So they do have a hard schedule. It's the ninth hardest schedule in the league. All the divisional games are obviously tough. They have the hardest home schedule. They've got to take on Buffalo, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Dallas, all at home. The this, cards are kind of stacked against them this season. And I don't really know where else you could go with this other than to talk about Sam Howell a little bit. I think it's an off season where they seemed like they had a lot of money and a lot of space and were kind of trying to reinvent the team and Lamar Jackson was available. And I know Ron Rivera said that he never even considered talking to or signing Lamar Jackson. And then he also said that Sam Howell has a lot of the same qualities as Brock Purdy. So putting two and two together. He didn't want to sign Lamar Jackson because his quarterback might be like Brock Purdy. I think that's very heat. Um, But I do think Sam Howell could surprise some people this year. I got to think he's got a good supporting cast, like Owen said, and I think the coordinator is going to help him out. Having said that, I still like the under six and a half, mainly out of FJ spite, but also because it's a hard schedule on hard division. And I just think it's better for them in the long run if they're bad this year, but. Where do you stand? Yeah, I,
2: I mean, I'd say I'd say for those of you doing your fantasy drafts in the next couple of days, keep an eye out for John Dotson in the late round, and maybe Sam Howell as your backup. That's just my uh, that I take for fantasy advice.
1: A lot of garbage time stats between those guys.
2: Well, he also ran a lot in college, apparently, Mr. Hmm. Howell. So running quarterback, always good points.
1: He, he could have saved a family from getting hit by a bus, and I'd have no idea, so... He could run a lot too.
2: Uh,
3: I'm going to take the over. And I'm going to, and I'll give you a few reasons why. First of all, I think um, Chase Young had a really good rookie season. Down year last year, a little sophomore slump. I'm betting on a bounce back. So I think their defense would be. A Wasn't it his uh, pass like rush fourth, will be?
1: He's entering his fourth season. Well, whatever
3: yeah. the last, he's had some bad years. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he's going to get. He's going to bounce back and get back to that whatever year was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yeah i like the enemy i think he's great a great uh where it needs to be he gets open things up for some of their playmakers and then sam howell you know what i think um he was a guy where i think he flew he was a lot of people considered him one of the better quarterbacks in his class he kind of flew under the radar a bit um but i think he's a, he looks good um to me kind of in the games i saw last year i think the arrow's pointing up here so i'm gonna take the over
1: wow I was not expecting that. So respect. I like it. And you've always kind of been a loose Commanders guy.
3: Well, I was an RG3 guy. That's true. That's no, this true. is this is this is a this is Chase Young's 30. Oh no, this is fourth.
2: He's going yeah. into his fourth. They also declined his 5th year option. Yes.
3: Wasn't is... he hurt last year or something?
2: No, he was just bad. Oh. Okay.
3: I think he, he just can't. So
2: he's hurt. So I'm not that's a write off. Well, so basically 3rd year.
1: The year before was that's a write off too. So I don't. We're starting again in year four. So
2: do you think? Do you think they declined his fifth year option because they think they can? Like, what's the they can just? There? They want to just. They want to sign him for a long, a long term extension for yeah, cheap. Why keep him for cheap on the fifth year when they can just sign him to an extension sign him for like six years for cheap? Yeah.
1: Well, would you rather he have one year left or seven? like yeah. simple math here think of the long because game. if they
3: give him one more year that's another year where he can he can set the league on fire and put the league on notice so if they just get if they just cut that league that year out now they can sign him for like a 9 year extension or something like a baseball trade Turner 11 year
1: and they did okay. do this with Albert Haynesworth back in the day they gave him like 8 years the streets forget yeah. so Similar type of model here. I, it, if it wasn't stressed enough, their defense is really good. It just can the offense keep up? That, and they're in a tough division. So, this is to me an unserious. I think pretty obviously. Not a poverty, not a frisky, but an unserious.
2: I think they're close to poverty, but I'll go on. I'll say
3: they're close to frisk, but all, but yeah, I think they're.
1: Well, I think it's clear. think like weeks,
2: week six when they're one in five and they have fired Ron Rivera and. and uh, Terry McLaurin's out for the season We can put them in poverty Well,
1: somebody's going to be wrong But they're going to go in the end serious And we'll put a pin in that for a little bit later But let's do the Giants Who are an interesting team again this season If you remember last year I think they at no point in the five previous seasons To last year had had a record over 500 at any point point. And then last year they were never under 500 the entire season And that's difference that a coach makes And they had a lot of dead cap last season they had a pretty poor roster. Brian Dable did a stand-up job and absolutely turned around the team, which it really can't be given enough credit for the job he did. Now, heading into this season, they did you know get to do a little bit more of a shaping of their roster. They brought in Darren Waller. They signed a couple guys for the trenches. They didn't do a ton at the skill positions. They kept Saquon Barkley, but they didn't really you know bring in any other receivers other than Darren Waller my question to you would be what is the floor for a Brian Dable team based off what we've seen from him through one season because it seems like he has a chance to always keep his teams at a pretty high number if the first year was any indication where are you out on that Adam
2: I don't want to be too much of a hater but I, I, I understand one coach of the year and everything but I think it's just kind of like a you went from a bad coach, and now you have a, a decent coach situation. So I I don't want to give him like a, this guy's invincible. He has this floor of wins every season, title just yet. I think I need to see. Yeah. I need to get you know a bit of a bit more going before I can give him one of those. So I'm that's not going to really give him a floor.
3: Yeah, we're we're putting him in the
2: we're, we're giving him the Stefanski here.
3: He, yeah, I think he's yeah. Better that's actually one a great else.
1: comparison. That, yeah. I love that. Get, yeah but yeah so i'm the, in the same camp the playoff game stefanski won. he was at home with covid like I, I don't think it's the same thing
3: oh but he turned the team around though like they were like a great team for that one year if you want to coach yeah the they year, made dude. big
2: ben retire people forget
3: no yeah,
1: he came back
2: people forget about that yeah
1: no i think i think he's better than stefanski i think his the the john uh, the browns roster they had was loaded like they had nick chubb kareem hunt Odell they had weapons and they they turned that team around I know Baker Mayfield wasn't that good but they had a really good defense you look at the Giants roster really who is yeah. a difference maker on that team you think they it's got pretty like the good best
2: nose tackle tackling football well, well Daniel Jones is like a way better version of Baker Mayfield and he got the best nose in football what do they
1: have and at they the, have the other 10 line. spots on D and what do they have at receiver like I don't think it's the same thing at all I think he had he did much more with way less Wow, that is crazy to me.
3: Dexter Lawrence is like I think he's like one of the biggest impact players in the league. Oh, he definitely like, is. Yeah, like, he, he's like a run. Just shut. He just shuts down the run. Here's what I'll say. Yes, like I think he probably made the team better than they would have been if they're coached by like Mark Mike Mike McCarthy or something. Whoa. But at the same time, it's like we don't know if it's hard because we don't know if the other coach the, the previous. Joe uh, Judge was just holding. I back, think, you know? yeah, so it's hard. I, I need more bigger samples. I think
2: size. you need to really take into consideration when a team goes from like Joe Judge or whatever the guy's name was at Jacksonville that I don't want to remember, Urban Meyer, to like an actual coach. Herb. Yeah, like going from Herb to Doug or going from Joe to BD. the first year with an actual coach is something that I kind of like to write off.
1: Okay. All right. I just I It could also be the the lead just
3: adjusts too.
1: Yeah, I suppose. And that, I mean, Vegas clearly agrees with you because they're over under seven and a half. So, and this was a team that was over 500 all of last season. So clearly they want to see some more. I think that not signing any receivers was a little bit heat personally. Like I like Danny Dimes. I think he's capable, but I would have gotten him, you know, a little bit more weapons other than, Darren oh, Waller, who will play five games, yeah. and Jalen Hyatt, who looks great in training camp and in the preseason, but hasn't—he's a third-round pick. We we haven't seen what he can do yet. But um, they they also did pay Danny Dimes to stick around, which I think is a good move. We were all pro Danny Dimes last season, so I think he should turn into. They kind of remind guard. me of the
3: Patriots. It's like, just can't really develop them, and they just need—they need like a, a a bum, you know? Yeah, like they did that with Galladay. Like, they gave they gave Kadarius K- K- Tony away for free. Which is going to come back to bite him, probably. Probably not. Probably not.
2: <laughs> it I'm is, a believer.
1: It is true I that. They
2: consider Waller a receiver, though. So they got a good receiver there.
1: But he's not, he's going to play like six games. He just doesn't stay on the field. I've well, heard, I'm not
2: a doctor, but he's talented.
1: I heard this stat yesterday. Um, Darren Waller broken tackles last season zero, none. <laughs> Didn't break one tackle. How many games did he play, though? I think like five. Yeah, he
2: played like three games. (laughs) (laughs) He probably caught the ball like seven times. Come
1: on. Derek Carr had to find Zay Flowers, dude, or whatever that guy's name was. Zay Jones, hardest worker in the room. Um, I do... The thing about about this Jalen Hyatt buzz, too, and he does look great in the videos, but... I heard the same thing last year about Wandale Robinson. Remember that? They were like, we love this Wandale Robinson guy. And did he, has anybody heard from him since? Like, he didn't even make an appearance last year. I know they had that guy come on Hodgins towards the end of the season too. So I don't know. Maybe they'll get something out of there. But for me, I'm I'm a day ball guy. I've put my fork in the ground. I've put it in the stake. I am, I'm in. Seven and a half is too low. He needs more respect. I'm taking 8 even though I know they played an easy schedule last season and they were 2 and 7 against teams with a winning record and that's, you know, not great and they're going to play a harder schedule this season but I I am a day ball guy. I think he gets results. I like him at 8 and 9.
2: I'm also going to take the over. I mean the I wouldn't consider the schedule last year easy by any means and I don't think it's easy this year either but um I think this team is is pretty definition frisky, and I expect yep. them to finish around the eight nine win mark. So I'm just gonna kind of put them there. They have, you know, they have a decent system going, and they can grind out some wins. You know, they can lose to the Texans, like I wouldn't be shocked, but they can also beat the Eagles, and I wouldn't be shocked. So I like to put them around that middle of the
1: pack. You know, this is the he's not here today, but this is the ultimate Alex team. It's NFL games. This is the team that he yeah. would model that saying after
3: yeah um i'm gonna take man this is a tough one because i want to be i want to be i want to play i want to be a a dayball hater but i also do think they
2: have a good thing going i think he finishes eight and nine this year and you're still good on the dayball hate train because i kind of want to be there too okay i'll do that then i'll I'll slide right in there at eight and nine so i I guess he can be he can be like a jason garrett he can be a career like eight win nine win guy and then and we McCarthy. can be day ball haters. That is He okay. wins a lot of games. Well, McCarthy does. That's fair.
1: That is a flammable. With- <laughs>
2: I'm not saying he is Jason Garrett. I'm saying that's, that's like our ideal progression. Me and Owen. Like we want to yeah. see him finish as a career eight and nine guy.
1: Yeah.
3: But I think I'm-, I'm not wishing he'd go, you know, he'll feed his family with eight, and nine for a decade. Yeah.
1: You know? Like, yes, they have Dexter Lawrence. They have a really good front seven, but they have no secondary, no receivers, no offensive line and a, pretty mediocre to low quarterback
3: they have they have a dory jackson I was oh good him, they have I a dory jackson <laughs> and when he was in high school here but i do want to say as much as dable hater i am i balance that out by being a daniel jones guy because he just seems like um just really wants to do well um <laughs> and i think i think he's probably people probably like him i think he, he, he cares and he tries quite a, quite hard. Um. And I think he always this is maybe the sense I get. And maybe this is this is probably way off base, but it seems to me like he'll start off and it'll be like week four, or week five. And then ESPN will post like highest QBR through week five, and it'll be like Daniel Jones too. And you'll be like, is he and they'll be first take and, and Colin Coward will be like, it's time to start including him as like a serious contender, like a MVP discussions. Is it time? Is it time? And then they'll start having that conversation. And then by week eight, it'll be like interception game, you know, lost to the commanders by 20. And then he'll just kind of be out of it. So I'm hoping that he can kind of ride that wave the full season. Yes. That plus the day ball hate, I'm going to go 8-9. and
1: We. I think Colin is due for this year's version of the Trevor Lawrence after Thanksgiving when it was two weeks after Thanksgiving (laughs) stats. I think that's what we're due for this time out. They also have the banger throwback jerseys this year people forget that so be i'm I'm in on the giants i like the giants generally and i wish we knew a giants fan because they are somehow for being a new york team the most underrepresented fan base in canada i have seen they there is not a giants fan in sight and they had cool players growing up and they won super bowls but i've never met one so i throw my hands in the air at that but anyway
2: that's actually true it's crazy that they had odell for so long and no one's a giants fan
1: yeah Like, that would be like the guy you want. Is
2: Odell that likable of a player?
1: When he first broke in.
2: Back in the day?
1: Yeah. Okay, okay. You'd think somebody would have picked him up and stuck with him, but no. Not in this part of the world. Last team of all 32 is the Philadelphia Eagles, who made the Super Bowl last season. They did play like a Gonzaga basketball schedule. I understand that. It was so easy. It's a joke. They went 14-3, and but you only play who's in front of you. They beat Josh Johnson in the NFC Championship game. I don't know why I'm sounding so negative. I actually like this team. But big season last year. Big expectations this year. They did lose a a fair amount of starters, but they also added Jalen Carter in the draft. They got DeAndre Swift. They added more Georgia Bulldogs, which they are known to do. My question would be, last year we didn't get a Super Bowl hangover. This year, is it at all possible that one of the two teams... Which we don't think it'll be Kansas City, but is it possible that Philadelphia could have a bit of a Super Bowl hangover after, you know, they lost both coordinators as well? And maybe they're in store for one, but where are you at on that, Owen? It seems like maybe too talented to let that happen.
3: I think they are too talented to let that happen, but and so I I probably will take the over here. However, I do want to say I think Jalen Hurts is really overrated. That's good. Um, I agree. And that that isn't to say he's a bad quarterback. I want to make that clear. I think he's a really talented quarterback and I think he's one of the better, probably in the top 15 quarterbacks in the league or top 10, but I'm seeing people put him in like the NFL top 100, top three, top four, which is just outrageous. So I want to pump the brakes on that and say the minute that the infrastructure crumbles, Jalen hurts will be, and I've been a Jalen hurts guy, you know, people know that about me, me and Alex were OG Jalen hurts guys. Um, so I you know I know this pretty well so I feel like I have the right to say this that he'll become he'll be tumbling right back down to earth whenever that happens but this year
2: won't be the year so he'll be good. Yeah, uh, I mean yeah. I, I don't want to be that guy but if you <laughs> I I feel like you know the take I'm going to drop here but if you switch the quarterback on the Cowboys and the Eagles I don't think the oh, teams perform that differently. No I agree I think oh, the, okay. se- the season is pretty much yeah. the same.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. He's got the best offensive line in the league. And actually, if you look at some of the numbers, they'd, they'd actually agree with this. He's one of the most sensitive quarterbacks to pressure in the whole league. His numbers drop through a cliff when he gets pressured. He's down there with like Tannehill and Zach Wilson for when pressure comes Zach through. Wilson. Yeah, exactly. That's a name you don't want to hear brought up in your sentence. And you know, if inside the pocket, he's really good outside the pocket, his numbers go down as well. Like there's things that do tell a little bit of that story. And I agree with Adam completely. He's in the best situation in the league for him. He's got the best offensive line. He's got big physical receivers down the field. And, you know, I think that there will be a day like Owen said that they drop off, that he drops off. But this season, I would say unlikely because they are just loaded. I mean, their defense is going to be unbelievable. They have the best offensive line in the league and I'm not really a Nick Sirianni guy, Ever since the flowers and the and the dirt thing, I've been kind of out on him. But he has proven that there's at least a floor with with this team that he'll get them to. And I think it's not out of the question that they repeat the fourteen wins they had last year. Where are you at on that, Adam?
2: I mean, I think it is kind of out of the question that they repeat the fourteen wins of last year. But that's not to say that I'm that I think they're going to be bad this year. I just think that's kind of like a perfect season schedule like getting sacks when you're not supposed to get sacks like everything goes well when the, get lucky in some games so I, I think they're they're due for some regression especially getting rid of like Hargrave and stuff but I still think they'll be a good team
3: yeah I I think they will, will be a good team I do I, I am higher Nick than I think you are Phil just because like to me Jalen Hurts is, is a limited quarterback in some ways like you know I think he's like you said bad out of the pocket and things like that but what like the the coaching seems to have done really well is they seem to like cater the entire offense to his style, which is why I think if you put him in a different system, I think he'd do a lot worse. But they kind of built... It's kind of similar how, to how they, the uh, Ravens structured the offense around Lamar where it's like he has a lot of uh, freedom to run and they design all these plays for him. So I think they do, I, I do want to give them credit for that. But yeah, I don't think they'll win 14 games, but I do think the team is too talented to to
1: not win a lot. I respect it. Oh, the number is 11 and a half. Um... And I would also lean towards an over, but because mainly they play a pretty mid-pack schedule and they are loaded and they'll be motivated to get back. I think this is probably the last year for a couple guys on that team. I Adam, I know you're a big fan of this team historically, so where do you rate to this comparison? But what are the chances they're like the 2016 Panthers type beat here?
2: No, I mean, uh, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on that train. I don't think so.
1: Like one really amazing Super Bowl run, and then can then don't get back. I I
2: I think they're too good outside of like the Panthers was kind of like a. uh, How do I put it? I think the Panthers was kind of like the Giants last year. If the Giants kind of made it to the Super Bowl, like I think the Eagles team in general is just too good, and they're like, yeah, I I I don't want to compare them to the Panthers, unfortunately, and they're not as fun to watch. So there's (laughs) that too.
1: That is that is true.
2: Like Panthers was a lot of like big plays from the quarterback, deep balls, like excitement in the games. Eagles is kind of just like we're too good, we're going to win and we're going to sit in the fourth quarter and then go on to the next week.
1: They do they are like a sim the fourth quarter type team. It's just like a complete yeah. complete they'll roll through you by the end of the third. So I like the over. 11 and a half is the total. Again, two new coordinators will be interesting to see how they do. And I think this is an easy elite. That would be my opinion.
3: Yeah, yeah. it has to be.
1: Yeah. And we have heard back from Alex, and he says, and I quote, Cowboys are good, haven't proven once that they're elite. Raw. So three to two, decisive vote. Right. Now, because the-
2: they lost to the 49ers in the playoffs, so they cannot be elite.
1: 2 years in a row.
2: God forbid you lose to the 49ers in the playoffs the over and over again. Over and over right. again. The best team in the NFC you lost to them twice in the playoffs. No.
1: You run into yeah. well
2: got to we got to beat good teams to to be an elite team.
1: Yeah, beat exactly. The best
2: team. You got to beat the best team to be an elite well, team. Oh, the best
3: team that's never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's exactly. Bowl in the yeah, that's so not how you conference. Best. Yeah.
1: Beat beat an elite team, the team. Adam that made the Super Bowl. Cowboys challenge level difficulty impossible beat an elite team that would be my take.
2: I mean they beat yeah. the Eagles. They beat the Eagles last year. So
1: beat a non-division elite team in the playoffs. There you go. That's Okay,
2: so beat the beat the 49ers in the so okay. Yeah. We can wait 20 weeks before you we move them. Yeah,
1: they'll they'll be in good until then. That's my challenge to them.
2: So they can win every game, but until they get to the playoffs and beat the 49ers, they're not allowed to be elite.
1: I Haven't proven it yet. I'm just giving you Alex's words. I'm okay.
2: praying they end up in Frisky wow that no would be no team i want to fail more
1: oh same absolutely i
2: i think that's the consensus of like all of north america
1: it, absolutely it is i i think i've yeah. told this on the show once before but i went to the cowboys at rams playoff game four years ago at the coliseum and there was a bunch of cowboys fans around me because it was in los angeles like, like nobody cheers for the rams and it was the loudest they got the entire game was when they were doing the celebrities in the building. And Stephen A. Smith flashed up on the scoreboard and it was the loudest booze I've ever heard in my life. Like the Cowboys fans kind of feed off the attention too. Like you you you'd be lying if you said you don't get a bit of yeah. a kick out of it, Adam.
2: Uh, I don't know how much I'd be lying. I think I'm kind of sick of it now. I kinda of wish like I kinda of wish we were like uh Vikings or like a you know, like one of those teams where like we can just kind of fly under the radar for a bit. I would appreciate not waking up every day to Dak Prescott hate.
1: Okay, you wake up every day to Dak Prescott hate,
2: dude. My Twitter, my Twitter is so unbelievable. I like, I know I get it because I look at the posts, but like, man, my Twitter is—it makes me so angry.
1: <laughs> the algorithm's feeding you. Now, here's the thing. Okay, helmets are done, but I have a, I have an idea that I wanted to propose because first of all. I'm looking at the helmets. There's four elites. There's seven goods. There's seven frisks. And then there's 11 unserious. Now, are we okay with this number of unserious or do we want to do? And I, this is an idea that I thought of the other day, break up the unserious into one half unserious would stay near to poverty. That would be the closest to poverty. But for the first like three or four weeks of the season, maybe we have a show me zone. Where it's like you gotta you gotta prove that you're a frisk because you can't have a show me yeah. zone in like Thanksgiving. That doesn't make sense. But if you have it early in the yeah. season where you need to see some more before you promote, I think that makes some sense.
2: I don't think so. I actually don't think so either. Oh okay. like I think it could be good, but I don't think it's needed. I think we can have a lot of unserious teams. Maybe we just need to move one to poverty.
3: Like we've always said, it doesn't need to be some sort of uniform distribution either.
1: You that know, like is true.
3: The teams are what they are, right? We're just, you know, it's like we're grading on a curve here.
1: Okay, that's true. All right, I'm 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 with that. And, and I think that we can, well, let's just review this for the people so they know where we're at into the season. Elite zone, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Philadelphia. Four in elite to start the season. The good zone, Dallas, Los Angeles Chargers, Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, New York Jets, Jacksonville Jaguars, Detroit Lions. Now, pause. Are we sure we want to keep the Lions and the Jags in there? That's my take.
3: Yes. Yes. I'm I not be more sure about
2: that. Uh I want to keep I the I want to keep the Jags in there. I don't know. Oh I'm down to keep the lions. It just feels wrong to have the lions and the cowboys in the same tier. That is unbelievable to me. I agree. Lions, lions are going to scare. They're going to put some people on notice this Thursday. The cowboys beat the lions like forty-five to three last year.
3: Yeah, but that was the old lions. That was first half
2: line. It's the same team. Second half line. It's actually no, it literally was the same team, and the cowboys it was a different
1: fighting. team. I love it's a different I team. <laughs> I would say it's just, we yeah. Can, first
2: half line was different. We can keep them in good for now. Yeah. Let's just wait till they lose a couple games. Yeah,
1: Cuz I I I got a feeling yeah. I'm not I'm not liking the lines this year. I think they'll be in unserious at some point so let's give them the win and put them in the good zone for now. That's going to be Dude, they're going
2: to go over two. 0-2 oh, in their first two games,
1: and then they're going to be right in the frisk. So you know what? Have the win for now. You can have it. I'll be right in the long run. That's my take. So yeah, that's wait a set until
2: there. they lose to the Chiefs and the Seahawks, and then the Falcons. Wow. Oh no, they, they lost
3: the Chiefs. They can lose the Chiefs. They'll be they'll be they'll be two and one by week three. All right. Wow. Okay. If not three now
2: and,
1: and I think the Jets
3: they'll I, be 0-4. <laughs> okay. You're crazy, Adam.
1: And I want t- it on your hating and showing. I want tape on this. The Jets will be frisky 10 weeks of the season. And I oh, want that on tape. Come on. But for now, they can be in good because I'll give you the win. But I'll be right long run.
3: The Steelers will be on serious by week nine.
1: Okay. I'll be right though. And you'll be wrong. In my opinion. Um frisk zone. Seattle Seahawks, Minnesota Vikings, Miami Dolphins, Pittsburgh Steelers. New York Giants, Cleveland Browns, and are we sure we want to keep the Atlanta Falcons in there?
2: Yes, I I'm not sure why the. the I feel like the Dolphins should be good.
1: Their quarterback doesn't stay on the field. I mean, I don't like
3: their games.
2: quarterback even when he's on the field. If I'm being perfectly really honest, I mean they were great. Okay, I, I I just think the Dolphins seem out of place there. I feel like if you move them to good and then move some unserious at the frisk, it would kind of fix things. I disagree. Okay. Too.
1: Unserious zone. And Get ready, this is a mouthful. And if anybody wants promotion or relegation out of this zone, please speak up. Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, New England Patriots, Los Angeles Rams, Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts, Washington Commanders, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, Las Vegas Raiders, Denver Broncos. End of list. Anybody jump out to you there? So right? I want
3: to be on the record. I think that the Patriots will be better than that. And it pains me to say that, but I think they will.
1: When you say you think the Patriots are going to be good, the only thing I would say back to that is Bill cut all his quarterbacks Skip. except for one and then claimed Matt Corral. That was his game plan at quarterback. So I don't think the <laughs> Patriots are going to be good.
3: He had to be the smartest guy in the room again.
1: Yeah, he did. He had to be the guy him. nobody else wanted. Yeah, exactly. The guy yeah. who lit up <laughs> lit up day one practice throwing into the nets last summer. People forget that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: I would like to make a... a the defense
3: a, will be good, though.
1: Yes, that's true. I would like yeah. to make a nomination up to the frisk zone. Um, Green Bay Packers.
2: Agreed. Oh, I'm out. I'm in.
1: Okay, Why? you mean sell me here?
2: I, I mean, I I was asking to move them to Frisk when we did the NFC North preview. I think I had them winning this division.
1: Yeah, and the more I think about it, I have them winning the division too. I think they have a good defense and a good coach. And I don't think Jordan they have Love's a great good.
2: great defense yeah. and a good coach. And uh, like the only the only thing we're unsure about is if Jordan Love is good or not.
1: And and tell me what the difference is between that and the Falcons who we have in the Frisk. Same thing.
2: Well, the Either Falcons coach. the Falcons proved that they can do it without a quarterback last year, and they upgraded that quarterback.
1: The Packers can't really downgrade this, this team. Would they be they the perfect,
2: perfect show me team, though.
1: They would be. They would be, and that's why it's a shame
2: Did you just say the Packers can't downgrade from Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Are you joking?
1: Last year they, that they is can't.
2: Unbelievable. Downgrade. That's- that insane is the biggest hater aid take I've
3: had They downgraded like every game that Jordan Love played last year was like they were scoring four points a game. It's three points a game.
1: Well, not this year. So <laughs> are we putting them up or no?
3: Well, it sounds like it's two V one, so I guess Sure, but I'm not in agreement.
1: Okay, and I think that helps because now I I don't see a problem in here anymore. I guess maybe the Saints would be one, but I take Derek Carr and Dennis Allen so unseriously that I want to put them there. Now it's like a vindication.
3: Yeah, I'm okay with the Saints for now.
1: Okay, good. And then poverty zone. Um, I don't think there's any better way to sum up the Texans, Cardinals, and Bucks than the Jonathan Gannon video this week. I did have the audio loaded in. I'm just going to hit it.
0: Who drove over here? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Did you have fire in your gut? Did you? We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted, okay? We're here for a reason to win games. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand I'm looking for killers.
1: fire dude that's what i'm talking got about me fired up who yeah, took the bus him. who drove over here today raw
2: well curtis curtis kind of when he came on he dropped the take that like you know maybe he's just like an awkward public speaker but that doesn't mean he's a bad coach
1: he's definitely an awkward public speaker i can tell you that much <laughs> um and okay that sums up the helmets okay so we made one change that's good and then we'll uh We'll be updating that throughout the season with, of course, some wrinkles, maybe an immunity period, maybe a show me zone. We got to think about that. Um, But yeah, that's a good idea. And I think other than that, we got to do the movie. It was Adam's pick. It was about time he picked. Well, why'd you pick this movie specifically?
2: Uh, I've been asking Owen to watch this movie for maybe over a year now. I think I watched it for the first time last year. And as soon as I watched, I asked him to, and he said he would, and he added it to his list. And then I asked him again three weeks ago if he got to it yet. And he said that's pretty low on my list. So I'm not not sure like what the queue was like when I added it to his queue a year ago. Um but I thought picking it on the podcast would kind of make Owen watch the movie that I thought he would really like. And so um I did that.
1: And Owen, what'd you think of the movie?
2: What did I think of the movie? Yeah, yeah. Well,
3: I uh, I didn't get around to it. Um, <laughs> now I, you know, I was on a pretty good streak of movies. <laughs> like, uh, really, I was.
2: Uh, I well, you picked I'd two of, a of the lot. last four, so I'd hope you would <laughs> would watch your own movies. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I didn't want you to watch this one, but anyway. <laughs> I'll watch it I'll watch it I'm sure you will I'm sure you'll watch it in like 2027 or something
1: I did watch it now you say this is one of your favorite movies ever can you tell me what you like about it like why is it one of your favorite movies
2: it kind of gives you a good way to look at your life in general and it's like a movie that I think about pretty often just when I'm like approaching my day to day life Um, I think it's kind of like it kind of gives you a different outlook at Some things that you would maybe look at in a negative way and gives you a better way to kind of envision the life you're going through. And I think it impacted me pretty uh, largely when I watched it the first time and I liked it the second and third time. And also it's like kind of fun and funny at times. So
1: respect. I like that explanation because I do agree that it has a good message. I just, I just wanted more of a plot. That was the only thing I wanted more of. Cause I liked, you know, I liked some of the things about it. I thought they were going in a good direction. I thought the message was nice, but I didn't really think there was a plot the entire movie. Like, anytime something went wrong, he just went back and fixed it, which is like, it, it just didn't make for that, like, deep of a story to me. Like, it was like, anytime there's a problem, like, I'm just going back in time and I'm fixing this up and it's not going to be a problem.
2: Well, that's, that's like, that's the plot. It's like, can he how long can you get away with just going back and fixing things? Is it really worth it? You know, but he got away whole, with it. He got away with point. it the whole movie though. It's, you spend like, you spend two hours in his life and you're like, okay, everything that happens to him, he can just go back and fix and everything is good. And then you kind of get to the end of the movie and it kind of gives you a different perspective on if that's really worth it. And how else could you approach your life?
1: Well, it's not worth it in my opinion.
2: Yeah. That's what they were kind of getting at.
1: Yeah. Now here's the real question, though: If you had to, if you got the powers to go back in time, where's the first place you're stopping in your life? What are you What are you doing differently? What are you fixing up?
2: See, and that's that's another reason I like this movie because it kind of gives you that perspective of your life too. Um, I think you would enjoy it up to a certain point of going and painting little decisions you made, like I, I think for everyone it's probably like little things like that conversation you have with like someone at the door where you like say you too when you shouldn't have said you too like kind of things like that um i don't think there's anything major in my life that i would like kind of pick a different path
1: that's a good answer i feel like if i had these powers i'm stopping like uh <laughs> like i'm going to like i'm going to the Super Bowls um i'm going back to the big oiler wins i'm going back to a couple great sports moments that's really all i want to go back and do again that's just really about it but i agree with you i think if it, it would be good for like instinctually like oh let me go back 15 seconds and actually do this like let, let me make yeah. sure <laughs> let me make sure i actually like didn't don't hit he, send and, on this and, email
2: not to get to like the whole message of the movie but like you said you would want to go back and experience like those big celebrations again, but why not? You know, the whole point is like the first time you do it, it should be like it's your second time going back, you know? I guess like so. every time you have one of those moments, pretend you went back in time specifically to do that. And that's kind of like the message I like. It's like, pretend every day is a day that you went back to.
1: You have a good reason to like this, that movie. Isn't this message. Anyway, um, 10 the, the movie. movie yeah oh i agree the, ten. no not the movie the movie was yeah. a five the movie was a five the show was a 10
3: Show sure was a 10 no. and i will watch the movie I've i
2: uh i give the movie like a nine and i uh i recommend it uh anyone listening i think i think you've probably skipped past it in your suggested movies but i think it's worth giving it a watch i think there's a reason that it's uh rated super highly on letterboxd and the reason there's a reason a lot of people like this movie and like not to get political on the podcast, but all the overwhelming majority of the bad reviews for this movie is the fact that the plot is centered around, uh, the guy's perspective, which I mean, I think that's just kind of, yeah, I think, I think it's controversial because, uh, the, the superpower that takes place in the movie is only for the guys. And I, I guess that's like not, That's usually why it gets bad reviews, so I'm kind of surprised to hear that Phil didn't like it for a different reason.
1: I just wanted more plot. That's the only thing I want. I thought it was a little bit dry. I just wanted some more plot. That was was my only take. But anyway, what do we want to do with the movies? Do we want to keep doing the movies, or do we want to put them on pause?
2: I like them. We need to put them on pause.
1: I think we need to put them on pause for a month.
2: (laughs) Okay. I think it needs to be on pause during the NFL season. That's fine. That's fine. I understand that.
1: Okay, movies are on pause because football's back. Now we're coming back. Maybe
3: we could do maybe like a, a movie corner, like every once in a while, being like, "What have you
1: watched?" Yeah, that's you know? a good idea. That's a good idea. Like and once you a could month. Say
3: like if there's like something you watch that's really good, you could toss out like a rec,
1: like a monthly. Keep tabs time. on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a check-in. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Now, we'll be coming back on Thursday morning because we need to do our picks again. Now, here's the wrinkle for picks this year. We're picking as a show. So how that's going to work is the three the three primetime games are going to get picked. Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. We're going to pick those games together. Now, everybody who's on the picks is going to bring one pick. Now, you're going to throw out that one pick. Everybody is. And then we're all going to take two of them You follow what I'm saying to put on our card? Yeah. So everybody kind
2: of like this plan because we do disagree a lot, which I guess is part of it. But I feel like we talk so much about football that we kind of have similar takes and it's kind of hard to uh, find takes that disagree with each other. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of have to work to come up with my like Justin Fields hater and stuff like that, because like honestly talking to you guys makes me like Justin Fields and stuff like that. Like we all hated Bengals as a crew just because we talked to each other about the Bengals. This is true. I feel true. like we have so many similar takes that we might as well just start making show picks.
1: And I think. This I, is, I like that too. Yeah. I think this is going to bring a big, big wrinkle because I know that Alex is going to bring some, bs pick every single week that i don't like and i can't wait to vote it down every week and say i'm not putting but that like on the when card.
2: alex pulls up with raiders at chief something arrowhead like that gets you fired up
1: yeah and then that well, goes that on I the card up, anytime
3: some, i know that there's something about arrowhead <laughs> him and i are on the same way i now
1: <laughs> i cannot wait like the football is is here it, it's finally arrived and I cannot wait to get in the swing of making picks so that is going to be exciting Wednesday night we're doing that show it'll be out on Thursday morning today is a 10 not the movie but the, the show was a 10 I give it and and Amir was great too so 10 Amir was fantastic yeah 10 and
3: per- prayers out to uh, Philip Jeff to FJ Purse, yeah, so. yeah, better.
2: yeah. I, hope I hope you get I hope you get the treatment you need
3: me too yeah.
1: and I hope the commanders uh get probably about six wins. So they pick fifth and they don't take a quarterback and they keep the name commanders. That's what I hope for him not making the appearance on the show today. But anyway, we'll be back two and a half days time, Thursday morning making picks. And if you're looking for a fantasy sleeper, last thing, take a look at Tanner Connor tight end uh, Miami and receiver Khalil Pimpleton, uh, New York giants. Just a couple guys that I would be on the lookout for, for no in particular reason. But anyway, (laughs) we'll be back.
3: Better quarter.